Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 133. Yes, episode 133. Cinco de Mayo! Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo 2016, May 5th. 2016 here on a Thursday. Yes, episode 133. We are two Thursdays away from being done on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we go to every other day and we have a live. And last night, Guess what? You know, I live out here in the Pacific Northwest, and for those of you that don't know, it actually does this thing where it uh, it, it rains a lot. It's a yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it totally did. Uh, the Blackie Weather Report does not lie. Last night, it's all night. Last night. No, it did that all night long. All night long. All night long. All it's night long. Yeah, exactly. That's the weather report from last night. 25 three-pointers last night. In the semifinal game, in game two, between the Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland Cavaliers, we're going to have a quick show today. If you'd like to call in and talk, the phone number is 323-642-1558. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk about, uh, we'll also talk about what happened in, uh, today when it came to the coaching changes going around the NBA. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, that's all we got. I mean, we're, we don't have much today. Obviously, a game on right now just getting tipped off between Miami and Toronto game two that should be heavily intriguing this series should go seven I anticipate Toronto to make some major adjustments and find themselves playing a little bit better in the second half and they should bounce back and get a victory I don't see Andrew Norris in the studio once he does get in the studio we'll get him in but last night was all about the rain baby it's the rain we're not gonna have a Kevin Hart here it just poured rain last night that's all it did the the Cleveland Cavaliers, look, the score is, let me repeat this, the score is not indicative of how the game went. This game at one point was 100-60. to In the third quarter, this game was over before we all knew it. I mean, this this game, when it came down to the very end of it, to the very final buzzer beat, I mean, this was an absolute beatdown from the midway, basically the middle portions of the first uh, to the very end of the first quarter, middle portions of the second. This game was over. I mean, the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 25 of 45 from three-point range. LeBron James, 27 points. He only played 28 minutes. This was an absolute throttling. There's no, there's no way to describe it. No other way to describe it. There's really not much to get into other than the fact that this one soundbite describes it all. I mean, it's it all right. That's all it did. That's all it did. It just rained. 
I mean, I didn't know what the weather report was in Cleveland, but all I needed to do was watch that game to see that that's all it did all day long. It was an absolute massacre, 123-98, to a 25-point victory. And funny enough, the Atlanta Hawks said something funny last night about how, about how they would be in the game if it wasn't for the three-pointers. No, you wouldn't. They scored – think about this. The Cavs scored 75 points on three-pointers last night. I mean, just think about that. If they only would have shot three-pointers last night, which wouldn't have happened, but if they only would have shot three-pointers last night, this team would have won, still would have won, I mean, would have been very close to winning. I mean, and they didn't even play everybody. That's the crazy thing. If they would have just kept shooting from the outside and not shot anything from the inside, I guarantee you, and they would have started their starters, I guarantee you they still would have won this game. I mean, that's how bad it was. Everyone's saying that the Atlanta Hawks are like a JV team in the Eastern Conference. That's not right. That's not, that's not fair to them. They're an unbelievable organization. Nine straight years of playoff appearances, the second most behind the San Antonio Spurs consecutively in NBA right now, currently. I mean, that's time. That's a big-time accomplishment, and it's not because they have scrubs. They are an elite organization, the Atlanta Hawks are. They just don't have the talent to compete with Cleveland. They just don't. It didn't matter if Cleveland hit 25 threes last night. It didn't matter if Cleveland didn't have a great night. The Cleveland Cavaliers are just that much better than the Atlanta Hawks. They just are. They just are talent-wise. They are. Uh, when it comes to the X's and O's portion, that's a whole different debate. But when it comes to the actual team and the talent-laden team that the Cleveland Cavaliers have, they just they just dominate. They just head over heels are better than the Hawks. Now, are the Hawks a JV team? No. The Hawks are a great team. The Cavs are just playing their best basketball right now. Look, if you put the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Western Conference, I mean, they would be a top-three team automatically. I mean, they'd be behind San Antonio and Golden State, but they're right there. I mean, they're right there with those teams – and if you put those three teams together, I mean, honestly, I'm flipping a coin. I don't know who's winning the title. I really don't. I know the Spurs and the Thunder. By the way, that, that series, it feels like it's been like eight years since they played. I mean, really, like, I feel like Tim Duncan is an MVP in the league. I feel like Bruce Bowen's around, Avery Johnson. I feel like that's the team we have right now. That's the last time they played. It feels like forever ago. Um, but tonight, obviously, another Eastern Conference game, Miami-Toronto game two. That's kicking off right now or tipping off right now as we speak. And uh, hopefully Kyle Lowry can turn it around and get it better for them. But uh, last night, obviously, the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers just absolutely annihilated the Atlanta Hawks, 123-98, to 98, an absolute domination fest by them. Other news, I don't see Andrew Norris on the show. Don't worry about it. If he's not here, don't worry about it. Uh, Frank Vogel got let go, or basically he didn't get the extension that he thought he would get from the uh, from the Indiana Pacers. He coached them for six, uh, four, five and a half years. Uh, he was six years uh, of potential postseason capabilities. He went to five of six postseason years. The only time he didn't make the postseason was when Paul George was out for the season. I mean, just fathom that. This guy built this team. Realistically, like he helped the rebuilding transition period to get them where they needed to get to. And when you really start talking about a guy like Frank Vogel, you really have to talk about one of the better, if not if not top five coaching jobs this guy put together over the last five years. I mean, uh, with all the changes going on in the NBA, all the massive coaching changes that have happened, I mean, it's been like 20, 25 coaches in the last five years in the last five years that have been switched out and changed on multiple teams throughout the, throughout the, uh, throughout the NBA. And you have a guy like Frank Vogel who stuck it out and really didn't just stick it out. But if you put him on probably 20 teams in the NBA, outside of probably the top 10 teams, he's a guy who's going to lead your team to the playoffs. He's that good of a coach. He's a guy who can get uh, rotations together. He can put together uh, really a scrunch of players. You know, they were talking about it. I heard it all earlier today on the radio 
as I was as I was going through work, and I heard them talk about the job Frank Vogel did and did in the players that he had. He had guys like Lance Stevenson, David West. Now, don't get me wrong, really good, talented players, but head cases to a degree. And I, I love David West as a Spurs fan, but I'm gonna be honest, he's a little bit of a head case. And a couple other players that were head cases, Roy Hibbert was a head case. He found ways to utilize his team. Granted, he had a guy in Paul George who, in my opinion, the top five talent in the NBA, if not top ten at the at the at the least. And you've got a team in Indiana that absolutely is loaded for years to come. And he got a little bit of the short end of the stick. And I feel like Larry Bird is screwing over Frank Vogel now. And this is kind of crazy and nutso to say, but I'm just going to say it because I'm a Spurs fan. But I know Greg Popovich isn't getting any younger. And I know that team is getting any younger. But you talk about a time for the San Antonio Spurs to pick up a guy right now to add on to that, onto that, uh, that coaching staff. I would not be surprised if – and I know Frank Vogel is going to find a head coaching job. I know he will. But let's say he doesn't and somehow teams don't pick him up. Look, I don't think Greg Popovich is going to coach this team for probably past the next two years, three years at the most. And I think, I think if you pick up Frank Vogel as an assistant head coach for the time being – not now, not now. If he, gets, if he signs a – two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. He's probably going to sign a five-year deal with a big-time team, and I can tell you who he's going to sign with. And I can, I can pretty much guarantee you who Frank Vogel is going to coach for in the next in the next month when he gets picked up, because he will get picked up. Um, but if he doesn't work out there, and the San Antonio Spurs have ideas for doing with him, I can guarantee – I have a weird feeling Frank Vogel is going to be a coach of the San Antonio Spurs within the next five years. I have a weird feeling that's going to be the case. I just do. I feel like when Greg Popovich hangs it up, and he's gone, and for some reason Frank Vogel doesn't work out where I think he's going to go, I have a weird feeling the Spurs are going to pick up Frank Vogel. Or if not, Frank Vogel's going to sign as an assistant for the Spurs, and then he's going to slip right in and fit perfectly with the new core group, core guys that we got right now. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you don't see that being the case. It's, it just seems like it's predetermined. I have a weird – Frank Vogel, if, my, if, if I had – an opinionated opinion, which I do when I'm about to say it. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said, opinionated opinion. But the point is, is Frank Vogel, in my opinion, is a top three, top four coach in the league. I just don't see how you don't see it. Look, back to – this is the thing people need to remember. And I know the Curry generation where everyone forgets what happened before Steph Curry. Everyone's freaking out and thinking, oh, my God, you know, blah, 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 blah. Everything that happened before Steph Curry isn't real. People forget Kevin Durant was the unanimous – I mean, realistically, was one of the more clear-cut MVPs we've ever seen in 2014. 2013, 2013 and 2014 NBA playoffs, Frank Vogel put together one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, if not clear-cut landslide top two team in the East for two years straight. And the only reason – I can – the only reason this team did not do anything in 2015 or 2014-2015 was because the loss of Paul George, because they were in a little bit of a transition. Guys were leaving. Guys had left. Uh, you know, guys were kind of falling off. Lance Stevenson left the team. He had, a, he had circumstances in Indiana, and they still found a way to just – they were one game away from getting into the playoffs last year with an injured Paul George. I mean, think about that. In the previous two years, they were a team that were, I mean, no debate, top two team in the east when lebron was on the heat that's just the that's just the facts i mean when you look at that team in 2013 2014 there was no other team to compete with them other than the miami heat in the east i mean yeah you could talk about the bulls and and uh, tom thibodeau and those boys they were very good but i mean they were kind of like a tier two when you talk about tier one i mean there was one a and one b and that was the heat and indiana pacers 
so for that, and Frank Vogel was the, was the orchestrator of that team and that organization to get them where they needed to be. It wasn't just talent on that team. It was the separation that Frank Vogel set with his team and made them playoff contenders. If it wasn't for LeBron James in 2013, I can guarantee you this team would have played in the NBA Finals. I can guarantee it. They took LeBron to seven games. When they played the Spurs, excuse me, when they played the Spurs the first year. That was the year the Miami Heat were a top 10 team all time, and the Indiana Pacers pushed them to seven or six. I forget. I think it was seven. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's flat out unbelievable. And then the next year, bouncing back, they still found a way to get to the Eastern Conference Finals when people thought that it was a landslide Miami Heat. And, yeah, they got dominated by the Heat in 2014. But they were a team – that was the, that, that was just absolutely dominant within the within the Eastern Conference, and there was no debate about it. Absolutely no debate about the fact that Frank Vogel orchestrated that that team and making them a success. And here's my guarantee: for those of you listening live, you'd like to call in and talk about this. The phone number is three two three six four two one five five eight is the number. My guarantee: Frank Vogel better be sitting on the sideline. And this is. Look, this is one of two ch- – I think I have a 50% chance of being right because I think it's either going to be Mark Jackson or Frank Vogel. If Phil Jackson is dumb enough to think to not pick up a guy like Frank Vogel with the team he has right now, with the – look, Chris Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony, you got guys coming up, young guys getting better, proving. Make, Derek jo- you got guys like Derek Johnson, I believe is his name. You got guys really improving on that team and making a name for them. Robin Lopez, you got guys. You got guys on that team that are making impacts and impressions that are that are that could make a team legit. And if you add Frank, look, think about it. the New York Knicks. If they add Frank Vogel, you've got the similar pieces into what you had prior to making the Indiana Pacers. Now, will the Knicks be a playoff team next year with Frank Vogel? No, I think they'll be a fringe team. I think they may win 40 games. That's a Look, that's what you want to do. And with the track record Frank Vogel had in Indiana, when realistically he helped build that team into the team that they were for those two years, he would, remember, people, he was there for two years prior, and he built them into the team that they were. They weren't just, look, they weren't just a team that was, you know, a bunch of scrubs. He, he helped really transition that team into a legit team to compete with. Really? Like, seriously. Like, look, if you really look at the, the success Frank Vogel had in Indiana, it was bar none, I mean, top five coaching job in the NBA. The way he put it, the way he put it together, he did. He made them a top five team in the NBA. And it's, it's no debate. It, that's how good the Pacers were for a couple of years, and he helped build that, that organization for a four-year period. He was one of the best coaches in the league. He was. And so, and he, and he built that team from the bottom up. And, and if you talk about the Knicks and where they're at and how much they improved this season with the talent that they have, and then you go forward with what they have moving forward, and then you add Frank Vogel into the mix and you put his system in place, you're talking about a team that next year probably won't make the postseason, but they'll get close. But then the year after that, when you give Frank Vogel the keys to the car and you allow him to do his dirty work, I'm telling you, 2017-2018, the Knicks might be a top-five team in the East. And, that's, and, and think about this, too. That's around the same time LeBron's going to start dwindling off in his career. He's still got two more, three more years of, of good basketball underneath him, but his prime is slowly starting to slip away. It is. It, it's, 
by the time 2017-2018 comes, LeBron will be entering the, the outer portion, exiting portion of his prime. He might be out the door of his prime by then. He might be. And saying that and knowing that, you've got to bring in a guy like Frank Vogel. And if Frank Vogel's not there, I can pretty much guarantee you a guy like Mark Jackson's walking through that door. you got one or two options in New York that really could steer this team to the next degree. And if, and if Phil Jackson wants to solidify himself as the president and operations of this ball club and really make this team a legit success down the road, you've got to dive out. I mean, you have the pieces. You got the best arena in basketball. No debate, no questions asked. I don't want to hear with you. I don't want to hear if you're a, a Golden State Warrior fan and you think you have the best arena in basketball. No, stop it. If you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan, you think you're the best arena. No, stop it. Madison Square Garden is history. It's the best arena in basketball. Period. Bar none. End of discussion. The history, the the atmosphere, the arena. It is the best. Period. And if the Knicks got back into contention and got Frank Vogel, I can guarantee you three years from now, this team would be contending for Eastern Conference championships. Now, would they go to the finals? No, not anytime soon. That's a long ways away. But Frank Vogel has a lot like a, you know, when you compare him, he's a lot like what he did in Indiana is, is unbelievable. You have to remember Indiana was not on the map being successful once Reggie Miller left. They were nothing. They were nothing. And then Frank Vogel came in, had Paul George, helped develop him with the team around him, and they became just super legit. We all knew Miami was going to the finals, but if it wasn't for Miami, it's Indiana in the finals for two years. It is. We all know that. Because outside of those two teams, that was, that's who it was. And so with that being said, if the New York Knicks are blind to their own success and they don't want to be successful, you got two options in my seed because there's one day where I want to go to the Garden and I want to go see a playoff game one time in my life if I get the chance, and I want to see this team absolutely go off. And if Frank Vogel's there, you can pretty much write it down that this team will go to the playoffs for years to come. Not next year, maybe not the – I mean, the year after that, they better. But maybe not next year, but a couple years down the road, they better be there. And if they don't work, I can pretty much guarantee you Frank Vogel will be walking through that door in San Antonio for in three, four years from now, and he'll be the coach of the Spurs. He has got a lot of options in front of him, and I think he should go to a big market where he can shine. Because if he does and he makes it big, he will be one of the best coaches in the NBA. And maybe all time, with what he did in Indiana, he has got a big-time stepping stone that is a big-time career movement. And Larry Bird, look, I love Larry Bird, and it's not just because I'm on CLNS Radio. And, again, if you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558. Look, Larry Bird's no nonsense. Every time Larry Bird talks, I'm just like, that's my guy. Like, that's my guy. Like, no nonsense, no BS type of guy. And he even said it himself. It sucks. It flat-out sucks. And I get his perspective because this team is now kind of in a new transition phase with their young guys and Miles Turner, new core with Monte Ellis and George Hill and, uh, and, and, and Paul George. It's kind of a new core now, a little bit from what they had a couple years ago. So going in a new direction kind of needed to be the case. Obviously, he didn't want to fire Frank because uh, Frank, he loved Frank Vogel. But at the same time, you got to do what's best for the team, and that's what Larry Bird felt like was best for the team. I'm going to back Larry Bird a lot of his decisions. This team has been a very successful franchise since 1990. Think about it. This team has only missed since, the 1990, since 1990, the 90-91 season. This team has only missed the playoffs six times. I mean, think about that. That's an unbelievable franchise. And Larry Bird's been a big part of that for the last 15, 20 years. 
I mean, he was a coach at one point, and then he took in front front office a, a circumstance there about a couple years after he left. And, and and this team has still been successful. Have they been, have they gone to finals and been competitive in the East? Not necessarily, but within the last five years, you can't really make the debate that the Indiana Pacers haven't been a top five, top ten team in the in the NBA for one of those period of stretches. They have been. They really have been. And so for that, Frank Vogel is going to find a spot, and he's going to be a big time big-time fish in the water waiting to go somewhere as time moves on. A couple, little bit of drama as time went forward. Uh, yesterday, uh, obviously, the whole Charles Oakley and, and, Charles, and Charles Barkley thing happened. You know, uh, basically Twitter rant. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not one to speak. I'm on Twitter all the time. But at the same time, look, keep the drama there. I mean, realistically, like, we don't need to be talking about all that. For those of you, like, nationally syndicated, like, all this, you know, and I know you're trying to fill time, but let's just be honest. Like, I mean, this isn't news. We all know that Charles Barkley and Charles Oakley don't like each other. We all know that that's the case. We all know that that's the circumstance that they're going through. I mean, that's just what's going on. Realistically, there's not a lot going on in the world of basketball right now outside of this one game tonight. There's no no first-team All-NBA has been announced yet. No, you know, MVP has been announced yet. we still got a couple of awards that still need to be announced, but we're moving forward. Uh, the Raptors are up 17-15 halfway through the first quarter. Uh, that game is getting going there on, uh, on ESPN tonight, not TNT. Shockingly, not a TNT uh, Thursday, even though it is kind of a TNT Thursday. It's Cinco de Mayo! If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642. One five five eight. We got about three minutes left in the show. Uh, again, if you'd like to call in, we'll extend the show a little bit. But uh, that's kind of how it's going to go today. Episode one thirty three really is kind of in the books. Last night was just a complete dud from the standpoint of entertainment. From the standpoint of records, twenty five threes in one game still absolutely it's unbelievable. Because that's all it does. That's all it does. All that's all it does is rain. It just rains. That's all it did in Cleveland last night, and it rained. Hopefully, the same thing. Hopefully, it's a more entertaining game tonight. As time moves forward and as things are going. Again, check out the Hoopers Log, thehooperslog.com. Go find us there. We're writing articles on each of these games and moving forward. Also, uh, go check out uh, my website, semobuckets.com. As obviously, uh, we'll be talking, uh, I have my uh, personal information there if you'd like to contact me personally and, uh, and really find a way to be a part of the show. Again, contact my guy, Andrew Norris, at TalkBball Now. Uh, that is the main Hoopers Log Twitter. If you'd like to check that out there, mine is at Buckets 253 If you'd like to chat with me and talk, chat more basketball, that's all we try to do here is chat basketball. Also, other guys at NBA Talk Always. That's one of our writers there. Uh, I believe that is Jack, if I'm not mistaken. Jack is one of our new writers. Calvin, he's at, at Calvin Paul, Paul Dude. He is there on uh, on Twitter as well. He's, he's He's been with us for almost a month now. He's been absolutely unbelievable. And then we got uh, Michael Hicks, who is our editor on Twitter as well. We got five guys coming down the paint with you, working with you through the Hoopers log again. My name is Simo Buckets here on CLNS Radio. That's about it for the show. We got about a minute left on the show. A little bit longer than a minute. If Andrew Norris pops in, we'll get him in here and we'll talk a little bit longer. Uh, but outside of that, that's pretty much what the show looks like today. Again, Raptors and Heat. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll preview the weekend for you tomorrow on episode 134. Episode 133 is in the books, uh, and again, I mean, not much to really go over today, people. I mean, it's just been it's just been kind of one of those days, it's just you know, low low quality, low amount of things to do. That's just that's just kind of how it goes, you know. That's just kind of how it goes sometimes, and uh, you know, we're gonna be moving to every other day starting not next week, but the week after, 
And so finally, we'll have some content to give you on a daily basis as the Western and Eastern Conference get it going. We've got about a minute left on the show here on the Hooper's Log. Thank you again for listening, everybody, for listening live or on the podcast. I can't thank you enough, again, for your contributions and listening to the show, retweeting the show whenever I tweet it out. Uh, I thank you again for listening to the show. Again, episode 133 is in the books. Episode 134, same time, same place, tomorrow on a Friday. Friday, May 6th, tomorrow. Cinco de Mayo! Go drink a cerveza for me and go drink a Corona. Get it going with the lime. Hopping in the lime with the cola. Yeah, get it. Get it going. Get it going, people. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great day. Go watch the basketball game. Get inebriated and have a fun time. My name is Timo Bucket. Again, I'm out for CLNS Radio. Episode 133 in the book. Episode 134 tomorrow. Have a good one. Enjoy yourself. Oh, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's raining. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy yourself. Peace.